0: Welcome to the Boxing Life Podcast with me, Tony Jeffries. Alongside us, I've got Kevin Watson and Glenn Holmes, both former amateur boxers, now some of the best boxing fitness coaches in the world, 100% the odd. both at Boxing Burn Gym in California alongside me. And uh, yeah, how's it going, boys? Good. Doing great. Excited for this fight on Saturday. Yeah, so this podcast is all on the Canelo Triple G fight. We break it down into... All the different ways that Canelo can win, the different ways that uh, Triple G can win. Uh, Going to the numbers, the uh, yeah, punch numbers and the stats of the fight. Who 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 av- punches more on average? Power punches. Very surprising. We talk about the boys' backgrounds. We talk about everything, just about everything with this fight, including car crashes in Poland. About, yeah <laughs> car crashes in poland so if this is the first time you listen you don't know who i am my name's tony jeffries i'm a former olympic boxer i've got a bronze medal in beijing olympics uh, seven times national champion from england now live in la where i own boxing Burn gym with kevin watson my business partner who's on the show and yeah i talked about some of the stories from back in the day when i was with james de billy joe saunders and we and we were traveling the world like crazy kids
1: yeah we also get into strength and conditioning for
0: boxing a little bit. Yeah, is boxing trainers now got the old school mentality? Should they move forward with the times? Are they back in the Rocky Balboas stuck in '89? <laughs> yeah, I think uh, we also. We, what was interesting, we spoke about
2: the Eastern European fighters and, and the the draw for them to come to come to the US and why and why they haven't necessarily had had that here. Yeah. Uh, so here it is, guys.
0: The Boxing Life Podcast. Enjoy. Triple G and Canelo Alvarez—it's finally here. I'm excited for it, boys. Are you looking forward to it? Hell yeah! I'm, I'm really excited for it. I think this is the
2: fight everyone's been wanting to want to see for years now. So
0: uh, bigger than Mayweather-McGregor
2: for boxing fans, yeah, definitely.
0: Yeah, you know I said I put it on a tweet, and I got loads of abuse of of boxing fans. because I said I would rather watch them, me with the Mayweather-McGregor fight. Then watch this fight, I you know? think
1: that's because that was so. Un- there was a lot of unknown, wasn't there? We just we really wanted to tune in just to kind of see whether what McGregor had and see what the hell is there was. There was,
2: but there wasn't. Uh, we all knew it was going to happen, really. But yeah. at the same time, it's like possibility of something crazy happening yeah. was, was there. Yeah. In this in this fight, there's not really, I think, a lot of um, room for anything crazy to happen. We could, like you were saying earlier, I think we could see anything happening in this fight, really.
0: Yeah, yeah, it can go anywhere. way. Uh, Canelo can win by a knockout on points. Triple G can win by a knockout on points. I think that's
1: the least likely option is Triple G on points. I don't see that happening. Really? Because, no, because I think if it goes 12 rounds, it's going to be a pretty close fight. Yeah. If it goes the distance, it's going to be pretty close. And uh, with... It being in Vegas, Canelo being Golden Boy promoted, yeah. he's bringing all the revenue to Vegas. He's the market will fire. There's no way they're going to give a Triple G decision. I just think he's going to get the nudge from the judges.
2: Well, that and I, I do think skill-wise, I, I, I would say Canelo. I think's got a bit of a bit of an edge there. I mean, Triple mm-hmm. G, I think is.
1: I think he throws more punches too, so he's more likely to get a decision that way. I saw way, a
2: so. punch count thing the other day, though. I think Triple G actually threw more punches. Really? Yeah, I th- oh. I'm pretty sure that's. I'll see if I can pull it up, but I'm pretty sure it
1: showed by round. That's interesting.
0: Yeah, yeah, you would never think that with the, yeah. with the stars, but Triple G he's, he likes to get in there and have a fight, yeah. have a war. Yeah, and you've, we've sort of seen when he's get when gets hit. He kind of—it seems if he likes it and he wants yeah. to stand and like, come on, then. let's Isn't let's that- do it.
1: Willie Munro Jr. fight, he, I think he almost like let him hit him, didn't he? He
0: did, yeah. Just to the, g- yeah. And, he,
1: and he admitted that after in his interview, he's like, because they were saying why didn't you get him out of there earlier? He's like, oh, I wanted to give the fans something to watch.
2: That was at the forum. Did you go? I, th- I was. At that I, I didn't go
1: no, but it was in LA and he was just, I remember like, I think fifth round or whatever, he was just like letting him hit him. Right. He's like going, all right, yeah. just for some entertainment. <laughs> <laughs> he's off you, his head.
0: Yeah, you, and I've been watching the 24 sevens on, on HBO and when when we see the backstory about them, did you see that? Yeah. 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 Because yeah. they haven't,
2: never seen that for Triple uh, right. like G, his, his where he comes from. Yeah, because Kha- he's from, from Kha- like
1: Kha- the Kha- other Kha- side Kha- of the world, he's <laughs> <laughs> walking yeah.
0: miles away. Yeah. Did you uh, see the gym in Kazakhstan? Was it interesting? Yeah. yeah. I, I was surprised how nice Kazakhstan looked. I know, it looked all right, didn't it? was like a nice city, you know. You think thinking thinking, of it, you're you're
1: thinking. Thinking Borat with his goat. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, exactly. <laughs> That's
0: exactly what you think of. and you know, I've boxed in a lot of Eastern European countries like Latvia and um, in Russia and, and places in like that. Yeah. And it's been shitholes, but yeah, that yeah. looked
1: like really nice. So yeah. you've been to the shitholes of Russia and boxed in them? Me, I've been to like one of the... Tell me a story from that, because I'm dying to know what that was like. Bro,
0: well, Russia, like all we really had to eat was like bread and eggs and ham. And that's, that's what I have for breakfast, I have ham and cheese yeah. for, for breakfast. Where, where would you stay when you would be boxing there? We stopped in like a little hostel thing, like a little shit hostel yeah. like because amateur boxing, they haven't got much funding, especially back then, they never had any, hardly any.
1: Like in the 80s when you were boxing?
0: <laughs> I think it was 90, no, it was, it was yeah, it was in the like 1998, I think it was. Yeah. Kevin Mitchell was on the team, uh, Stephen Smith, Nick McDonald, uh it was a handful of people, who, like Stephen Smith is the one who's around now, Kevin Mitchell just retired. Yeah. But, uh yeah, I mean, it was a mad experience. For the first time for me, I was uh, like 15-year-old flying to Russia to, to fight these beast Russians. I had two fights in like a week, won one, lost one. I remember the one that I lost, I got punched on the back of the head and I had a migraine. And thinking about it now, it was fucking mad. I had a migraine after like, my head was absolutely killing. 15-year-old yeah. kid. Off a rabbit punch? Yeah. yeah, yeah. This is the fight I lost as well. And I was lying down in the in the dressing rooms I wasn't, and it wasn't a concussion. I just had a really bad headache. Mm. And the doctor came in and he had a look in my eyes and all that. And then they give us a needle, like they give us an injection in I your thought, head no no it was in my ass. oh shit they gave us the injection in my ass, and I've got absolutely no idea what this injection was even to this day I was 15 years old and you're looking up to the England coaches I do not even think them knew what it was
1: so so who gave you the injection so it's like Russian medics
0: yeah some, some <laughs> Russian
1: what the fuck are you telling me here so you're in Russia you're 15 years old yeah you've got a migraine and some fucking Russian medics are coming in and just giving you an injection in your yeah, house. a
0: fifteen-year-old boy, what the no fuck? no consent from parents or anything like that. It's unbelievable. And I know. And like the place in Russia where we were staying as well, we, we flew into Moscow, yeah. and then we had like an eight-hour bus journey to the like the biggest dive in Europe. Like it was a proper shithole.
1: And are, are the, the buses like really shit as well. They're just the like, all really like really shit.
0: <laughs> Remember we were in Poland one time and were. We're all trying to make weight. I was like the likes of Frankie Gavin, Billy, Billy Joe Saunders, and James DeGill, and all, all them. Lot. And we we were all trying to make weight, and we were weighing in the next day. So we never had anything to eat on the journey to Poland. And when we got the, when we landed in Poland, we got the bus, and it was all snowing. Like a big, this was a big, massive coach, and we're at like a four-hour drive. And as the coach was driving, the coach started sliding, and we just heard a, a big crash. And we were sat on the bus for another six hours. I wouldn't move for six hours. And we were all fucking starving. If, if, if anyone says, when's the hungriest you've ever been in your life, it was this, this point. because we'd never ate all day or anything. Yeah. And anyway, the bus crashed into, uh, into, into a car and squashed whoever was in the car and had killed him. Fucking oh, hell. Yeah. You, we, wow. The bus did, you were on did that. We, the bus that we were on did that. I mean, and then, then we flew. To, then we, then we, How old were you when that happened? I was about uh about twenty-one. This was uh, b- before the Olympics. Yeah. And we drove for the venue, got got to where we were staying, and the Hungarians knew all about it and they let us weigh on weigh in as soon as we got there that night, you know, so we made the wait so we could eat and all that and yeah. didn't have to weigh in on the on the day. Uh but yeah, I mean these these, it's Eastern, these what I mean these Eastern Europeans. Uh, they they go through this shit every day these are just a couple of little stories that I've got and I'm from like England where it's like one of the best programmes around but these Eastern Europeans they go through this shit every day so you you know that they're mentally tough and they're mentally strong and you could see when Triple G was talking to the, the boxing team in Kazakhstan he was talking about you need to have heart. Yeah. You need to want to yeah. go in there and fight. And that was his advice to these young boys. Yeah, right. well,
2: he, he said, who wants to spar me? And none of the guys, none of the, the, the guys in the gym, like, said anything. Yeah. So that's the difference. When I was here, I would have jumped spar at that at opportunity. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. And I, rather, rather than giving them confidence, he's like, nah, he's all pussies. You yeah. should spar us. <laughs>
1: I think I think they're both two of the most mentally tough fighters out there. I think they mm. both they both love a tear-up. Right. they yeah. unfazed by anything. And one of the most impressive things when it first got announced, the fight, remember Triple G stood face to face with him first time and they were like, What have you got to say? And he was like, Good luck on whatever. And then he was like, Oh, looks for what is it, mediocre people or something. We don't need luck or some shit. And
0: I think Canelo's up for this. That's one of the only times I think I've seen emotion from Canelo. It it wasn't like crying emotion, but he he, he was like angry because I think he's just the most stone faced. Boxer ever? Mm. It's a classic redhead. Let's get that. <laughs> I
1: think I, th- I just think like when when he fought May Mayweather, it was too soon. He was too young, too yeah, inexperienced. Yeah. I bet he learned think now, so much from that fight. Though. Yeah, exactly. And now he's he's got a bit more size on him. He's stronger. You know, he's filled out into the weight, and his team and his whole mentality is like, "I'm ready for this now." You know what I mean? I feel yeah. like he'd do proper up for it.
2: Yeah, I've got some interesting numbers, and we were talking about the punch numbers earlier. But it's an interesting article on ESPN. Uh, I'll just kind of go through them average rounds per fight for a fighter Golovkin 4.5 uh, Canelo 6.9 yeah. so uh, Golovkin's
1: average rounds in a fight in a is only 4.5 four four and and so yeah.
0: Golo- Golovkin's this will be his first well the second time he's done 12 rounds he's only done 12 rounds yeah. once against Jacobs in his last fight and was uh, argue, it was his worst performance Right. Uh, yeah, and I don't. I don't even think he performed badly. I just, just think a, Jacobs a was, is,
1: just sta- uh, is, is.
0: Well, I, I think you're underrated at, at that level.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Plus, then, that guy's a fighter too.
2: Obviously, I mean, he's mm, been through some shit. Obviously, he's yeah, he's mentally strong.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's fucking, hell he went through cancer. Didn't he yeah. came back and won a world title. <laughs> Boy. Uh, but I think the only person to take Golovkin past eight rounds other than before Danny Jacobs was Martin Murray, who took him eleven. Yeah. Right. And I think he was the first person to take him past eight.
0: Oh, really? Yeah. So he's he's average rounds is four four rounds.
1: That's ridiculous. Yeah,
0: yeah,
2: four and a half to se- it's almost seven for Canelo. So rounds fought in total as a pro, Triple uh, G one hundred sixty five, Canelo three hundred fifty two. Wow. <coughs> Triple uh, G has a massive. Uh, Amateur record, doesn't he? Like yeah, three, I mean, yeah, I I was, yeah, yeah,
1: unbelievable amateur.
0: So he's he's got lots of experience there. But yeah. as a professional, I mean, Canelo's had like 51 fights of this.
2: yeah. And they say a lot of his fights aren't even on his record because they were like in some sketchy place in Mexico that wasn't <laughs> even sanctioned. I remember hearing that one of those 24 seconds. Yeah, so. one,
1: one thing we talked about on uh, Brendan's Big Brown Breakdown podcast the other day, he, he said that Canelo's got the advantage experience wise, right? And I disagreed with that because he said he's fought Mayweather, he's fought in Vegas a bunch of times, he's been on pay-per-views, all this, big money fights. But I'm just thinking, well, fucking hell, Triple G's been at the Olympics. Right. He's been on the biggest stage. He fought Kel Brook in an arena in in London, in England, on pay-per-view in England, in front of 20,000 people there. You don't get bigger than that you yeah. know that's that's as big as it well, gets Well you do too.
0: well me with that. That's bigger than that. Yeah, me with I don't Well
1: it is bigger than that but like it's still the biggest stage a pay-per-view in England in an arena full of people. Right. In, that's yeah. that's still huge. Yeah. But you know? I don't I don't see Triple so G So he's got his, like it's not like he's not got that experience yeah. I don't at all.
2: see him as someone that's going to get too phased by this kind of stuff no, I I exactly. see him,
1: especially
2: given where he comes from. Yeah. Uh but also Canelo has lost and Triple G mm-hmm. hasn't so he's kind of fighting for that as well. Yeah. Yeah. Uh it's kind of to your point so champion's fight uh, Triple G only 5 uh, Canelo 12 so he's, he yeah. does have he's he definitely fought better competition mm. clearly
0: yeah um, he has uh, but I think uh, Triple G's took care of the competition better than Canelo has yeah would you see I'd, I'd, uh, I'd agree with fashion. that yeah and then the, the as well the, the champions that they've fought if you look at the different weights Triple G's has been a middleweight he's, where
1: he's been consistently fighting middleweights mm-hmm. whereas Canelo's fought people Coming up from 147 and 154, he hasn't really fought any legitimate middleweights. Right. The the first, I think, legitimate middleweight that he's fought was Chavez Jr., who's a little bit heavier than a middleweight, but he couldn't
0: couldn't stop him. He couldn't stop him, but his flo- his performance was flawless against yeah. him. It yeah. was
1: absolutely. But perfect. Chavez Jr. offered nothing. He didn't. He didn't want to know. He didn't want to let his hands go either. But no, yeah, was, but
0: with that, there's, there's got him. to be a reason why. Like I think yeah. in in the ring, something's happened where when you're in the ring you, you, and you've got an opponent in front of you, you, you throw a jab and you get caught you're like shit. Yeah. You are worried to start. Yeah, doing yeah. That. yeah. Every
1: time Chavez Junior threw a jab, he just like boom, bang yeah, right, right in. Right. You know, right. Yeah. He got counted so quick. So that's why I uh, took uh, it away. But uh, at the same could, time, Chavez Junior's like mentality is not. He's not. He's, he's not. Oh, it's not any Well,
0: Canelo couldn't stop him. But when you're fighting someone who who doesn't want to take any chances. It's so hard mm-hmm. to stop that person. Yeah. You no, know, when they're so negative like that, it's, right? It's like journeyman. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's yeah. really hard to yeah. stop them. Um,
2: total knockouts: Triple G thirty-three, Canelo thirty-four. Knockout percentage: Triple G eighty-nine, uh, Canelo
0: sixty-six point seven, so sixty-seven percent. Yeah, because yeah, Triple G went. How many fights in a row were knocking him out? It was like... The, he had the highest percentage
1: for a while. It was him and Deontay Wilder, I think. I mean, up he's got until 90, 80, like a 90% two, knockout percentage.
0: Yeah. That's, That's mad. Like, yeah. That's mad. Yeah, I mean... Uh, do you know what ma- makes me laugh? What, what When Triple G went the distance with Jacobs mm. and I was reading through Twitter and you get all these keyboard warriors... I always yeah. said he was shite. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I knew he was overrated. Yeah. You know, he's, I I, piss I, off, he's man. shot. <laughs> yeah. He's yeah. shot. He's over the hill. Oh <laughs> man. Cause that's what happens though. When you, when you get these fighters, like when Floyd Mayweather fought, um, my mm. and he got hit a few times. Like, whoa, whoa. Yeah. We're not used to him get, seeing getting hit. Yeah. yeah. He's over the hill. He's past it. He's yeah. shit. And Maidana right, did for the Fox one,
2: did, was the one guy that could really make an ugly fight with, with, uh, Mayweather. He yeah. Super mm-hmm. ugly. grabbing, holding, punching the back of the head which you got to
1: do if you want to beat him. Totally. I remember you saying when you had one, one of your fights and you were getting shit because you, you got hit with a right hand or something. Uh, yeah, it was... It was you're that like, what's, what's this guy doing? He's an Olympian getting caught with a fucking right hand what off a th- journeyman. You're like, well,
0: it's, it's, fu- it's boxing. It's He's trying boxing. to punch yeah. me head in. <laughs> I've got, got so much abuse for getting punched in a fucking boxing match. I'm <laughs> sorry. <laughs> sorry. Sorry about I'm that. Fucking <laughs> hell. Yeah, this guy's shit. He's yeah. fucking overrated. Not like, yeah. right, because you get hit with a shot. <laughs> but yeah, if you got wobbled, it's another thing. Right. Yeah, another yeah. Got any more? Right.
2: Yeah, so total punches thrown. This is per round, I guess, average, uh, which is what we were talking right before we started. Um, Triple G, 65.4, and then Canelo, 42.2. But mm-hmm. what it is, it's jabs. Canelo's one of those guys that
1: works so well behind the jab, I think better than most. But If you watch the, the um, David Lemieux fight, our well. Triple G just controlled yeah. that fight with his jab was ridiculous yeah.
2: and Lemieux's great I think he's an yeah, amazing good. fighter yeah really good yeah, total, so we'll, yeah go ahead
0: go on, go on go on
2: total punches landed again average uh, per round Triple G 26.2 uh, Canelo 15 jabs landed Triple G 10 Canelo
1: 4 power punches landed 15 for Triple G and 10 for Canelo wow this is really interesting because I I think I, I, based off what I think of the fights that I've watched for both of them I think, I think the opposite of what that's telling me. Right. I, I feel, feel like th- I feel like Canelo would land more punches. He'd be the busier fighter. Yeah, but that's not the case.
2: Yeah, it's interesting. I so think Canelo's is definitely more of a counter fighter, though.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. So, so twenty six punches landed around from, from Triple G. G. Wow, that is unbelievable. Yeah, and he punches like a fucking and, mule. <laughs> and his jabs are right, like basically a right yeah. hand in it. So ten, yeah. of, <laughs> 10
2: of those are jabs. Fifteen and a half of those are, are power punches.
0: Yeah. Wow. So we got Terrell Hendricks. Torell Hendricks who works for us who's been on this podcast if you want to go and check it out he's actually the only guy ever to drop Triple G that's what uh, Triple G's coach coach, Sparring Abel Abel Sanchez yeah he dropped him in with a body shot but Torell's the first one to see that he got his head punched in and he said that he hits so, so hard. And Terrell's a tough bastard, yeah. a hard bastard. And he said it was absolutely horrible getting punched, even with a jab off Triple G. Yeah. And you can imagine just by looking at him, it's just like, oh, oh. Yeah. Yeah. Get 26 times in one round. Oh, oh. Uh, <laughs> and then 15 power punches, he that, said. That's what makes us feel when, sick. When you
1: watch his fights, it's like people, I feel like a beat before they go in. Yeah. Because right. they, they know they're going to get touched by him. And when... I think it was. I think it was the Martin Murray fight. When I saw his review of that fight, he said he, he went in there expecting a really hard puncher. He was like, went in thinking, right, this guy's gonna crack me. He's gonna be heavy hands. Mm-hmm. And then as soon as he got touched, he was like, shit! It was even more than Worse it. Than you it yeah, you, like you can brace for power and heavy hands, but then it's just like your expectation when you actually do get touched by him. It's yeah. like blown out the water. Think away. about
2: this. His average. His average fight goes four and a half rounds, right? So the, his opponents are taking a hundred of those punches, a hundred plus of those punches, even in just four rounds. Shit, hundred. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> that's sixty power punches. 60 I just love that punch.
1: machine style he has. Yeah. It's just like I'm gonna, as soon as the bell goes, I'm gonna stand here yeah. and I'm just gonna walk you down and mm-hmm. punch the shit out. of you. Remember <laughs> when he did
2: that media day uh, at our, at the Santa Monica gym before the Gale fight? Uh, who was who was no? Who was, yeah, it was the Daniel Gale fight. Yeah, yeah. Gale fight. And I know we only have 18-foot rings, but I remember just watching him, and we sp- we talked about it. shadow boxing, and the way he just moved and covered mm-hmm. ground
1: it so quickly. Insane. He's like, yeah. he's just stuck. You can just it's tell like he a just cat. stalks you. Yeah. Yeah. His footwork, Slow balance, like, like, yeah. It's, it's One it's thing really that was impressive. interesting when I watched him shadow box too, every time he threw his left hook, he'd like stomp his left foot into the floor. Like, yeah. you know, like you told, like, when you coached, Early on, like with the fundamentals, like don't make any sound really light on your feet and all this. And every time he threw his hook, it was just like boom, boom. He's stamping his foot in the floor and boom,
2: boom. I think he's doing
1: his shadow boxing
2: when he's punching. A lot of times he's moving forward with his punches, so he's got to bring his feet forward as he's moving forward and I, you know, I train a lot of my people that way when we do the ladder drill i have them stepping with their punches and really kind of digging their feet into the floor i
1: think there's yeah. a, it's a great way to generate a lot of power yeah i noticed when he throws his backhand he, he does step in with it a lot and almost yeah. like turns himself over a little bit yeah
0: yeah absolute beast you know I, I, what i was surprised at how long it's taken promoters to get onto these eastern europeans how good fighters they are yeah, yeah. why i was i was thinking uh, even before our term for why are they not going to these countries? Because these yeah. Eastern Europeans are beating everybody in the amateurs. This is
1: the, this is the thing, though. That like, what we've talked about before is all these Eastern Europeans are great, and they're knocking people out, and they're hard, and they're winning, and they're all on the record and all that. But half of them can't speak English; they're not marketable. Yeah, and I think that's part of the reason why they struggle to to get deals over here and big get time.
0: But look, but look at Kovalev. Look yeah. at uh, Triple G. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Triple G, G still
2: struggles with English, but he's getting there.
0: Yeah. <laughs> but the now the sell- now they're on pay-per-view. Uh, in pay-per-view the, fights, the, there's a few coming up too.
1: I've, get, uh, I've uh, seen him uh, on uh, the short-term stream. Yeah, Lomachenko, Lomachenko, yeah. Lomachenko, he's another one. He
0: was in the World Championships. When I there's was a, the world there's championships.
1: a middleweight called Ivan Baranchik as well. Uh, I think he's still undefeated. It's like just knocking people out for fun. Pavlenkov
2: had some 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 pretty big fights. Yeah, he did pretty well.
0: There was a Russian. I can't Is that B-A-T-F? Yeah, he,
1: he He's fighting for a world title soon, I think.
0: Yeah, I think he he's was, like right there now. He was the one that I was training for, for the Olympics. Because when we were training for the Olympics, they, they pulled out the, the top three opponents who you could fight. And we used to uh, do visualization training against these opponents. So that... B- what's it, baby? Yeah, I can't yeah. pronounce it. Let me pull up his uh, so his I would be I will be training thinking about his style, and I was so worried about fighting him because he was an absolute fucking beast. He absolutely he ended up getting beaten the Olympics off the Chinaman who went on to win gold at my weight, but uh, yeah, just R2B. Yeah, if you haven't watched him yet, you should watch. He's only had 11 fights. knocked all
1: 11 out, right? Yeah, he's 11, 11 and all with 11 knockouts. I thought he was actually.
0: Further into his career, did and that,
2: say he sparred with him?
1: That
2: was think another he, one who we maybe. sparred with. Uh-oh. Like,
0: like, but it's, I love it how They're bringing all these guys over now and give them opportunities. Mm-hmm. But uh, like, it's
2: entertaining fighting style too. Yes, it's the, the that, kind of
1: style people want to watch. Do you know? You know what's so impressive about B 2 bfs record, right? If you just look, if you go on his box record, his box rec, his one, two, three, four, five, his sixth fight, he fought Tavoris Cloud, who was a former world champion, yeah. mm-hmm. and Tavoris Cloud was twenty four and two when he beat him. In, in his sixth fight, he really fought yeah. a world, former world champion he was 24 and 2. His next fight after that was a guy against who was 15 and 0. And then he beat Campio, who I think was a former like, world contender. Uh, another guy 16 and 2, 23 and 2, 26 well, and 1. That, I think the, so everyone he's fighting has got
0: decent I think records. the promoters are just putting them in there, just throwing them him in. Kind of like they did with Lomachenko, who lost his first fight, right? Second, 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 yeah, second fight. Like, it was yeah. a world
2: title to fight for a second fight. Like they just
0: put him, put them in there with. Because yeah. like, I mean, what have they got to lose? Really, right. it's just mm-hmm. some Russian. That's what they're thinking. Yeah, you know. But like, I love it how they're bringing them over, and I think it's just going to make for more entertaining fights in boxing.
1: Yeah. So back to the uh, back to this upcoming fight. Yeah, sure. So, uh, what do we think is going to happen? Well, you mentioned
2: a minute ago about how fighters are, are defeated before they even get in the ring with with Triple G. I wonder what Canelo's. What do you think Canelo's mindset is? I don't see him really being. I think he's going to be super confident as well. I'm wondering if he, that if that's happening for him, if that's a thing for him or not.
1: No, I don't think. I think he's so met, like I said at the beginning, he's one. Him and Triple G two are two of the most mentally tough there is. So I don't yeah. think he's he's defeated before he gets in, and I don't think Danny Jacobs was either, because mm-hmm. um, he's really mentally strong. I think everybody else before that I had think- that kind of slight doubt. I mean, they're still going there thinking they're going to win. I think Danny Jacobs was, yeah. and he, he got put down, success.
0: and then yeah. he got back up, and he and he realized, "Wow, well, I've just been knocked down, and I'm, now I'm good." Yeah, yeah. give him confidence as the yeah. fight right. went on,
2: and he got he got off on a few a few times
0: as well, and just I think that gave him some confidence. He landed yeah. some big pushes. Yeah. yeah, I think I think uh, Canelo and Triple G, the both really believe that they're going to win this fight, mm-hmm. you know, and. I think like me the best man win because I don't know who the hell this is the first fight in a long time where I've never been like nah he's going to win he's, he's definitely going to win yeah. I keep yeah. going back and forth Same it's me. so hard to choose So what I
1: said yeah. to you Kev earlier he's like keep changing me, me thought process every
0: every couple of days like but now. I think like there's uh, Canelo's got the youth advantage uh, Triple G's got the size advantage let's see if Canelo has got the experience advantage with being professional with the, being in the bigger fights mm-hmm. uh, so and G- Triple G's got the power advantage, punch your power. He you can definitely punch harder than uh, Canelo. Canelo, yeah. yeah. So that's what I mean. It's, there's so many uh, different elements to it where you can't really pick a winner. Canelo's you know? never been knocked down, has he? No, the only time I've ever seen him
1: wobbled was, I think it was his first or his second fight on HBO. And I think it's the first round... He gets wobbled. If you if you go on YouTube and search for it, it's on there. But he gets hurt pretty badly. I think first or second round, he's backing up and he's yeah. on like shaky legs for a good like thirty seconds. But mm-hmm. he survives around and comes back and wins a fight. But that's the only time I think he's ever been really yeah. trouble. I'm interested to see how he takes the,
2: the, those punches from Triple yeah. G. Really but
1: that that was probably what seven eight years yeah. ago. I think he's a totally different like physical yeah. specimen than he was. He's
2: in. a guy, I mean he gets better every single fight, I feel like. Every single fight he, he, he comes yeah. back the next time he looks better. Totally. Yeah. Uh, I think that's a big thing. I mean I I'm I'm thinking I I'm gonna take Canelo in a decision, but I believe uh where was I going with this? Um
0: Yeah, anything anything can really happen, kinda of like Canelo on decision. That's what Brendan said as well.
1: Yeah. I uh, think that's likely, but he just, it all just comes down to as soon as he gets
0: touched with Dribble D which is going to happen. Yeah, yeah. How, how well can he? Can don't he don't really take it? Mm-hmm. You no, know, I was interested to see on HBO that the, that uh, Canelo's team were watching Triple G's fight against Liam Smith. Yeah, I mean the other way round. Yeah, Triple G's people were watching the Liam the fight. Smith fight. Yeah, with yeah. Canelo uh, because they said the last fight against Chavez Junior. Was, it was waste, like, a waste of time yeah, watching. Totally. So we had Liam Smith on this podcast. If you uh, look look through the archives, you'll be able to listen to the podcast. We talk all about the Canelo fight, and he tells us about his power, what he thought about his size, mm-hmm. and he did see on that show that he before the weight well, when they were at the weigh-in, he was like, "Oh wow, I'm, I'm bigger than Canelo." But when he got in the ring, he said he was like a bodybuilder, he was massive, and he yeah. couldn't believe how much size he put in f- put on yeah. from the weigh-in to the. To he the said they
1: actually planned for it too, so. He, he planned on putting on, I think, like 12 to 15 pounds. Right. Thinking, I'm bigger than him in a way, and if I put 12 to 15 back on, I'll definitely be bigger than him in the ring. Yeah. And then Canelo ended up putting like 25 on. Yeah, he's built like 10, a 10, 15 pounds he's,
0: he's, heavier. He's out. Yeah, you can look at I think it's episode 33 on the Boxing Life podcast uh, with Liam Smith. And as well, so Liam came to LA. At like it's 37. Thir- episode Epi- 37.
1: Oh, sorry. Uh... Yeah, have you, have you, well, the, yeah, yeah you'll, 70, you'll find it, you'll yeah. find
0: it. So Liam Smith came to LA about 12 weeks after he fought Canelo, never trained, overweight, fat, uh, just started to get back in the training camp. He said he wanted to, before he went in the training camp, he wanted to do some training. And i done like a session with him, a few sessions with him, actually holding the pads for him. And he was the fastest, most explosive, most powerful. I don't know about powerful. He was, he was powerful. Yeah. Person I've had in the midst. He was that fast, it was hard to catch the punches for him, and okay. this is when he's out of shape mm-hmm. and I was like, shit, yeah, you know and
1: he, I said on Brendan's podcast about this about how he doesn't strike you as like a fast explosive fighter, right. does he? no he's pretty like like methodical and 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 simple style, you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean he's a great fighter, but his style isn't like super explosive and like really fast, yeah. But, like you said, with the, the mitt work when we saw him in the gym, Shit. I was like, <laughs> fucking hell, he's like ridiculous speed. Yeah, yeah, so, so good. So, 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 if you compare that to what Canelo must be like, because yeah. he's an explosive fast fighter, you know, I mean? in it's
0: camp like, before a fight as well. How the hell know. are you supposed to catch for that? I, you know. Know. <laughs> I was talking to Brendan the day and he was talking about never hiring fat coaches. And I said to Brendan, tell me one professional boxing coach that is not fat. Or was not out of shape. He hired you, right? <laughs> he hired me, Sorry. but I was in <laughs> shape. But I, wasn't I, th- I think for, bo- for professional
1: boxing specifically, I don't think it really matters. But if you're, if you're doing general fitness and you're training someone to be in shape and lose weight, I think it sets a good example.
0: No, it's, it's definitely better. It's 100% better. But what I'm seeing is it, it, it's not, uh, not necessarily that important doesn't mean that you're a bad coach if you're over. Oh, no.
2: you know there's also it's funny i think there's a lot of strength coaches as well that are not in the best shape and they're the strength coaches right which is kind of kind of funny i mean are a lot of them are a lot of them are super like meat heady and whatever i'm not trying to badmouth strength coaches but I, I, i've noticed over my, over the years just in different sports too that strength coaches seem to kind
0: of not always being. But well, we go shape. to these yeah. fitness seminars where yeah. there's motivational speakers, yeah. and then fuckers are in bad shape as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know how can he be? And you like do that Boyle it. guy, he's a,
1: a genius, isn't he? And he's he just doesn't strike me as like an athletic yeah guy
0: at all. But see, Mike Boyle, but Colin Brennan, for seeing that, I'm the first one to always say, how the fuck can he tell me this and he's out of shape? Yeah. You know, so <laughs> I see it as well. Yeah. But uh, yeah, and like what you've seen about the the boxers these days not very uh clued up on on nutrition
1: yeah i was saying from my experience with talking to boxers and professional fighters it's interesting how very little knowledge they have on strength training and conditioning and diet and nutrition and what works and what doesn't work yeah because i think they're just told for all their career what to do Mm -hmm. they're just told all right we're going to do this and they just do it they don't yeah. Question or think about yeah. why they're doing it or what works, what doesn't. They just got to focus on performing the training. It's, and, you and know, fighting. It's, with
2: boxing, it's like that Rocky mentality. Like it's so, like it's so everything's so old school and kind of mm. uh, out outdated in a sense. Yeah, you know, right. it's like let's do crunches. do, you know whatever. Yeah, yeah. Let's do. You know, like you were saying, they just don't. There's no real rhyme to the reason why they. I think train the, the
1: way they do the the example that sticks out that's going against that that's really. Uh, Modern with its approaches, what Anthony Joshua does. Yeah, I think he's the, the, the one that's sticking out. To creep in. Yeah. yeah, sure. You see a lot more of it. The uh, way he trains is like you know next yeah, level. Yeah, but
0: but it is. It's probably old school. Even since I retired from boxing, like six, five, six year ago now, it's changed so much. Like you see that Anthony Joshua the way he he trains. When I mean I don't know because we see it now. Back yeah. then. Instagram wasn't out, right? Like we we didn't true. really see it as much, in those cool, cool videos and all that. But for for me, I had a boxing coach, and when I come to America and train with Tommy Brooks, I had someone who put uh, some some programs together for us. But when I look at them now, they weren't that good at mm. all. You know, it was it was quickly done. I had a, uh, a guy who was helping us with me. Uh, I'm not going to say his name, but I, I said I said to him, I I want to. What, what can I have to eat for after training? Just get yourself a Subway. And this this is a guy who was like... <laughs> this was in a, uh, when, when you were right? in Torrance, right? Just, just get a Subway. So if there's some there, they get a Subway. And I thought, all right, I'll get a Subway. Yeah. I thought, that's good if I get a Subway because I've got some lettuce on and all that. Yeah. How How little did he know to, to tell me that you know yeah, cause yeah. it's like it's the old school mentality totally very old school <laughs> with boxing people it, don't want to learn they don't want to educate themselves it, it also is a testament
2: to subway's marketing yeah <laughs> yeah it's yeah. a good point <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Fuck, fucking jared who's in prison now <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> he was a pedo right yeah no? jared jared did, the, did the, uh, i walked to and from it. subway for x amount of days and i lost you know the, the, the big dude
1: that lost loads of weight just from eating subway. Oh, Jared, yeah, yeah. yeah he's, he's in jail for being a pedo. Yeah, wow, like yeah. little teenage girls and shit.
2: It was fucking. got bad. It got really bad. <laughs> Terrible.
1: Yeah, Jared uh, the pedo. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder <laughs> how he's doing in prison. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> As well, with probably th- sat there getting subway. <laughs>
0: <laughs> 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 no, I don't anymore. As well with the with the old school mentality, it was hit the pavement, do the yeah. do the road, road work, work. Yeah. constantly. Banging your knees against, yeah. You know, uh, I remember I used to lie in bed every night just in pain like my elbows, my knees, mm-hmm. and there was no real advice about recovery. Someone was telling me it might have been one of y'all, we're ta-
2: we were talking about with, with Connor. He says he doesn't do his road work. Were mm-hmm. we talking? Was am having this conversation? With you well, I know someone was saying, well, Oh, well, he doesn't do his road we t- work. We,
1: I, we talked about Matthew Macklin when he was did his uh, training camp in Boxenburn for his last fight, yeah. His, his strength and conditioning guy at him doing zero running yeah well it, it must not have been the
2: conversation i was having with when you all but someone's like i have no respect for anybody that fights and doesn't do the road work and i was kind of thinking that's, like well that's ridiculous i was like i don't like i get it but i don't you know like it's like running on the pavement is so bad for you like the impact is like most people's bodies can't endure doing that uh mile after mile after mile right you know, it's hour like-
1: after hour people who think that you've got to do running I just wrote about this kind of stuff in my blog article on my website it's that one size fits all mentality right so if you're boxing and you want to lose weight and you've got a training camp coming up you've got to run. It's like, well, running isn't good for every single fighter or every single yeah. body. It depends on your body type. It depends on whether you love running, whether you hate running, whether your joints are healthy enough to take the impact and repeat the strain. And if it's not, and if it's not an exercise that motivates you and makes you feel good, you shouldn't be doing it. Like sure. you said, you, you said you you hated running. Right. So if I was doing your strength and conditioning in your training camp, I wouldn't have you running. I'd do something right. that you so get got more swimming, mental swimming. benefits. I'm surprised more boxers exactly. don't
0: swim. Yeah. So I've got something on, on this. So I ran all my life and running, uh, the mentality, the old school mentality, you've got to run, you do your boxing, you're running. Mm-hmm. As an Olympic athlete, that's what that's what we did. Uh, that uh, we, we, every, That's all boxers really did. As a professional athlete, we're doing that. Then... I met this coach who was a coach for a UFC fighter and he was like, you didn't need to do this running. Yeah. You need to do circuit training. And I was like, all right, I'm, I'm up for this. He's an experienced fella. Yeah. So for one fight, I never done road work. So mm-hmm. I used to hate road work. I used to think about it all day and I was like, I've got to do it. So now I was going to a gym. I was doing a 40 minute circuit that was making us throw but was that hard. It was way harder than running, yeah. right? But in the back of my mind, I'd never run. Right? Mm-hmm. and then I come to the fight, and it was the fight that I drew when I had the eight rounds. Right, And my conditioning wasn't there, and people I got abused because I was fucked. People were seeing these conditions not there. Mm-hmm. And to me, that was because I never done running. Yeah. If I'd done me running and me road work, I would have had that conditioning because in the back of my mind, it's like, I'm not doing this. I need mm-hmm. to do it. Yeah. It's, mm-hmm. that, it's that old school mentality that's drilled into well, kids since they're 10 years old.
1: Yeah, and it's not so much old school mentality i mean i, I me mean, personally i still believe in running is like the one of the best things you can do yeah that's what i i really believe in it. it's fucking second to none but like i said it's not for everybody so it, d- it just depends on the individual and who you're working with you've got to customize it to get the best out of the person you're working with yeah, you know? yeah. And it, i and think if running isn't what what's good for them then don't do it
2: i think another great benefit of running uh is just the, the clarity and the, the, like when you can get into mm. that kind of a flow and you're just kind of in a rhythm and you can really think about things clearly, it's a great time to probably game plan and, and kind of think about yeah. what you're about to go into. And, and I think for me, when I run, it's it, it, it's as close to like meditation as I can get. Yeah, me too. It slows everything down. I can really think about things yeah. like a lot more thoroughly and, and uh, it just, seems like things are a lot more clear and make more sense so I think it's a great time for game planning
1: yeah in in the run it just allows you to think and absorb everything like you said it kind of slows everything down it's good thought time and then just the feeling after like how mentally clear you feel and energized and you know ready to go and fresh I love it it took me a long time to get
2: there with running. Like I hated running for the. I, c- I could run a mile or two, and I, f- and I was in shape. I just fucking hated running. Yeah, it's similar to like when you s- s- first start to learn to box. Like you waste so much energy because you're so tight and yeah. you're so like locked up. And you're just trying to punch so hard, but you c- after you do it for a while and you just kind of break through. And you kind of find that that rhythm and that, that ability to relax. Yeah, and I think I mean swimmers are the same way. But most people are afraid and, and just so out of the ability don't have the ability to swim, that, but I think swimming could be so good for so many people. I yeah, think it's so low impact. Yeah, uh, like now the they have those headphones you can listen to when you're swimming. Really? It's like, yeah,
0: it's I don't uh, so. I had injured me me glute when I was training. In before the Olympics, like I injured it really bad, and I couldn't do the running. So they had me in like a, in a pool, what was neck height, and I was doing sprints in the pool, like your feet weren't touching the floor, it's just on motor. the spot. and it was horrible. Yeah. Was there, a current? Was there a current or no? You just no. I had something tied in my back, yeah, okay. So I wasn't current. I was just yeah. on the spot, like running yeah. as fast as you could, and it absolutely killed you. Yeah, a lot killed of core you. strength for that. Yeah. Too. yeah, it was good. It was fun. Yeah, it was good. Switched it up. So predictions for
1: Saturday. What are we all going with? I'm just going wrap for
0: Triple G to win inside the distance in about 10 rounds. Ten. But if Canelo wins in 10 rounds or if Canelo wins on points or if Total G wins on <laughs> points... You're <know, laughs> not going to be surprised. Yeah, I'm not going to be yeah, surprised. Yeah. exactly. Sit on that fence. There's a fence over there. Go and sit on it. <laughs> I'm fucking on that fence. <laughs> we fight all
1: day long. Uh, originally, I was thinking Triple G, but the, the more I think about it,
2: I think, like I said earlier, I think Canelo in, uh, in a decision. I think I don't, I don't see him being stopped really i mean it certainly can happen like you said i wouldn't be surprised if it did i just don't see him being stopped though and he's i think he's a great defensive fighter he's a great counter fighter and i don't know if triple g's fought anybody that's that great of a defensive fighter up to this point but
1: um that's a great point yeah i think think, yeah i'd say canelo in a decision i think i've never thought about that what kev just said like that i don't think he's fought anyone who's defensively as good as canelo yeah uh, Good, really good point.
0: Well, I'd say yeah. Kalabrokas is defensively as good. Yeah, in a go, different yeah. way. Or how Lucifer he is. Yeah, with his you know, feet, his footwork. Yeah. He's, yeah, I don't know if different it's style, style of defense. Completely different style. A, he was style. St-
2: significantly smaller in that fight, wasn't he? Or yeah, yeah, yeah
0: well,
1: he, he was weight coming up to middleweight. Yeah,
0: yeah. Well, it's the same as Canelo,
1: really. Yeah,
2: yeah. I think Canelo. Well, actually, I don't know. Brooke held the weight pretty. He was, he was pretty pretty big, yeah. like jacked in that fight. What
1: What he proved in that fight is. He kind of gave a blueprint to how you can beat Golovkin, and I think yeah. the size just did become a bit too much. Yeah. But
2: so as long as Canelo doesn't get a detached retina, he might be
1: alright. <laughs> right, yeah,
0: right, yeah.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> There's smashed eye socket and all
0: that. <laughs> what you got, Glenn?
1: I've got triple G. I think late stoppage, maybe like ten or eleven. But again, if if Canelo can ride out the twelve rounds and so and make it competitive which he can then it's not surprising he'll get the decision it's interesting to me
2: uh, you all both picked Triple G in later rounds do you not feel though if if the fight gets that far Canelo will have had to have had some
0: sort of success and you think he'd be stopped that late Totally right. Yeah, yeah you're t- you're, you're, no, you're totally right. That's what I mean. Anything can happen in this fight. We we picking. That's if you really think about exactly what Kev said. That's probably the last thing that's going to happen. Cause yeah, cause <laughs> cause, 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 cause Triple G hasn't got the experience in the later rounds. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. He's, he's average rounds, four and a half rounds. Right. So fuck. See anything? I, I, can I, really,
1: I really see like I keep going about this fight, but when he fought Martin Murray, I see it going a lot like that. Like he stopped him when in eleventh, 11th, eleventh, 11th. yeah. Yeah. just, I think, well, he dropped him, I think, in the fifth or sixth, he dropped him mid-round, and then Martin Murray did really well in that fight. Like, used his feet a lot and and boxed pretty well, but Golovkin just kept cutting the ring down, catching him, wore him down, and then eventually just started just pummeling him and and stopped in the the 11th. I can see just over the course of 10, 11 rounds, he just that, that accumulation of punches is going to really slow and weaken Canelo, and I think it might stop him.
0: Yeah, sure. yeah, makes sense. So, there it is, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for listening to the Boxing Life podcast. That's the predictions, that's the talk on the big fight. Could possibly be the biggest fight of the decade.
2: Hopefully, there's two or three of them. Hopefully,
0: yeah, there's a good that chance, chance yeah. that'll happen. Guys, remember, follow us on. Instagram at Boxing Life. And Kev, if they want to follow you, how can they find you?
2: Uh, Instagram, uh, Kevin, K-E-V-A-N, Kevin with an A, underscore, Watson, W-A-T-S-O-N. Glenn? At Glenn Holmes,
1: L-A. Glenn with two N's.
0: There you are, guys. You can me, Tony underscore Jeffries. You can find us all on Instagram. Also, the show notes for this podcast, we're going to have boxinglifepodcast.com forward slash triple g g g, g boxinglifepodcast.com forward slash triple g all the show notes and links and anything we talk about anyone we mentioned in this podcast kevin's instagram glenn's instagram the boxing life instagram all will be on there hope you enjoyed the show please subscribe on itunes and every time you upload a podcast you will get a notification also if you leave us a review on itunes there's a chance you can win a personal training session one-on-one with me in los angeles all you got to do is search for Boxing Life on iTunes and then click on the reviews and then write a review, write us a review. Yeah, and I'll get back to you soon. Thanks for listening.